10.31, time to go drifting with Repco D1NZ. And it's one of those sports that explodes. And what you have to understand about drifting is that, you know, it's not bogans running around tracks, you know, smoking it up and putting on a smoke show. It's a lot of uh, people putting a lot of their own money and some sponsors' money into producing cars that can put on a show. And the one thing I have discovered very quickly is that the, the culture of drifting goes right back to kids and loving cars. Well, this guy I'm going to talk to next, not a kid, but he's been around a little while. His name is Rody Knowles, and he, he he drives in the pro sport section, not the D1, but the pro sport section, and he can tell you a lot of stories about how hard it is to go drifting. Hey, Rody, how are you, man? Happy New Year. Yeah, likewise, mate. Good, thank you. Talk to me about why you started drifting. Look, back 2000 and sort of one, two, three, I was actually, um, I had a... 180 back then, and I was actually using it as a circuit racing car. I was racing in the class back then. was called Kiwi Sports Sedans, which transformed in, to, into now what is the GT1, uh, GDR oh, yep, GT1 yep. Um, class in circuit racing. And I ended up um, getting exposed to drifting sort of just after that in sort of 2004. And I was actually um, doing a small amount of sponsorship with a couple of cars. And I ended up converting my car over and competing in the D1NZ Championship 2005, six, and seven. Um, before I had some things change, and yeah. yeah, I ended up just going in a different direction away from motorsport for a little while, but sort of really kept my sort of foot in the water over the next sort of 15 years, judging and staying in touch and watching the sport develop. And yeah, kind of here we are today after you know, into our third season back and doing pro sport. Yeah, but, okay, you, you said exposed to drifting. Where were you exposed to drifting? Was it on someone's street, a, a, you know, a residential street, or was it at an, an event? Because the more you look, the more drift events you see. Yeah, 100%. So my first genuine exposure to um, the drifting world was actually at Manfield um, down building, and I sort of got there as sort of partly sponsoring a couple of the guys and really thought it was something that I wanted to have a crack at. And that was pretty much where it started and hasn't really finished over the years. <laughs> I, I said it's, 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 it's a lot about people like yourself uh, who, you know, aren't, aren't uh, pro drivers that just want to improve their ability to do something well. You race in the pro sport division, which is the step below, but when you see some of the kids in there, you know they're going to be in D1 pretty soon. How expensive is it to, for a season? Um, look, for the way I like to run my car, um, I like to sort of have a budget of around 35k to do D1NZ, fix some stuff that goes wrong, and put on a brand partner, say, at the end of the season so that they can all get recognised and be fully immersed in what we're doing. So the, the, the thing that always fascinates me is tyres. Uh, if you can't afford a tyre sponsor and you know you're going to rip up plenty of what, would you go through, what, four sets of tyres? back, to, Or at least four sets of rear tyres in a weekend? Uh, we would go through, in an event where we get knocked out early, yeah. which we hope doesn't happen all that often <laughs> this season, um, but we would get through about 16 tyres in a weekend. So that's like four, four you, full sets, right? Four full sets, yeah. yeah. And if we go to the end, we'll probably use six full sets if we don't have too many one more time. So so, so is that the, the, the major cost of any season? If you're yes. not sponsored? Yes, uh, like I, 
I reckon this year will be somewhere between eight and twelve thousand dollars, say, um, on tyres this year. So, how many guys do you know that are you know getting into drifting? They want to do pro sport and just struggling to find the coin to do that, but they still manage to do that because they love it so much. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm no different to probably eight out of ten of the guys that are out there who, you know, like it's a full-time job on top of my full-time job Mm. to keep this car running. We spend a lot of time obviously doing marketing, having meetings, trying to get people on board to understand the passion like we do. And obviously, you know, we need... We need product, but we also need cash to run these cars. So, you know, it's very much a full-time job and tyres. I mean, I've been very fortunate myself this year to actually have um, Chris Howard from Domino's Tire Bundles who has come on board, um, and I I get a provision of tyres effectively from him. Mm-hmm. And um, then if once I get through that, then obviously we're paying for the rest of them, but it, it all helps. It, it doesn't matter... Jordan Joyce, I think, said it best at MSC um, a few weeks ago. It doesn't matter if it's 500 or $5 million, um, all sponsorship. Um, I mean, I like to call them brand partners um, because, you know, we're all representing each other's brands out there in the public eye. But, yeah, I mean, they, they all count and they all matter. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for me is in the current day and age we live in, you know, there, there, there can sometimes be a negative attitudes towards the smoke show, which I like to call drifting. How hard is it to sell? To be honest, the actual show part of it um, is the easy part. You know, visually, I personally believe that we have one of the, or the not, you know, the best, you know, visually appealing racing that you can have. You know, where door to door there is there's smoke, there's noise, there's excitement. Um, and, you know, selling that side of it is relatively easy to tell. How we deliver back to our brand partners across the course of the five rounds is, is the hard part to sell. So, you know, we do, you know, obviously, you know, there's, you said about the kids, we do the posters and we do the stickers, but we also do the merchandising. We, you know, I take huge pride in how my car appears at every race meeting, you know, try to make it look like a new pin every time we go out. Um and yeah, you know, like doing my brand partner that at the end of each season, getting them in the seat, putting a suit on them, putting a, you know, a full head restraint on them, getting them strapped into a five-point harness and showing them what we actually do, I believe, you know, it has value. But yeah, it's, it's that side of the cell that um, that I find probably the most difficult. Well, that's the experience, right? Give the, give your, your brand partner the experience. I noticed you too, you have a, a new brand partner because the car's all yellow, if I'm right. Yes, that's right. Well, yep, yes, so. that, that was your cue, mate. That was your cue to give you, your, your brand partner a plug. 100%. Um, look, I mean, for since I got back into drifting, um, I've been very closely partnered with um, my workplace, which is MTF Finance in Cambridge. Um, Justin also has a car, and, you know, he, without him as my naming rights sponsor, um, my car wouldn't get out of the shed. Wow. But, I mean, we, we do have a, a group of people on board um, that make pretty serious contributions to what we do. Um, you know, Mark Mallard's a name in the motorsport scene that some people yep. might know. He's a good cat. Um, you know, yeah, from Cream Insurance in Auckland. You know, he's a major contributor to what we do. Um, we also have Electrical Solutions, Bo Pliny, uh, SNA Motors in Hamilton. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the list goes on. My dad's probably the other biggest contributor. You know, without Robbo, he follows me around the countryside, you know, doing <laughs> everything that he can. Um, I mean, to be honest, between him and Chris Howard at Nomino Tire Bundles, they are my tire sponsor for this year. Um, you know, so you're, to work. So, so you're good to, to go. Everything. I wonder, when you yeah. were doing circuit racing, did it make the transition to being a drifter easier, or was it just a, a totally different thing to learn? Um, look, to be honest, I think my karting experience delivered more um, in terms of um, converting from a circuit straight grip style of racing to drifting um, than my circuit racing experience, but it was very similar but nothing alike. Um, did you did you did you go any, did you go to any uh, drifters that you knew you knew were rock stars and say hey I, I need to understand how to make my ability better? Yes, hundred um, percent. And that's probably one of the things that got me really excited about drifting in the initial part um, was the fact that the camaraderie in the pits between everyone is great. Um, you know, there is still absolutely the competitive aspect. Um, which I really like, um, uh, but the when, when you can go to a Gaz Wider or an Adam Richards or a Sean Falconer or a Fanger Dan back in 2005 as a new guy and say, man, why, is, why am I finding this so difficult or what little things can I do to advance my driving? They're, even back then, um, much like they are to the modern day, a very, very good and open to helping out. There's no real closed books in the pits, and we've got some crazy talent um, across both classes. You know, like, in my opinion, D1NZ of 2023, the difference in the class really is the tyre. I mean, I could put a semi-slick on my car and jump in the pro class today. Um, so the, the car is fully capable, but the pro sport class has been great for me to get my skill levels up so that when I do step into pro, uh, we can go and win rounds like Case Pullenbury. Oh, gosh. Let's talk about Case Pullenbury. He steps up from from pro sport, and he looks like he could be unbeatable this year the way he's driving after that first round in, in Tampa. Would, would that be fair? Um, look, if you, based on his season last year in pro sport, where... I hate to say it, but he really did mop the floor with us <laughs> last year. Don't, don't hate it, mate. We've got to celebrate success. Absolutely. Um, full credit to the guy. I mean, he's young, he's hungry, and he proved it. Round one, D1NZ Pro, got out there and took it to all the names in that class and really shone at a track. Well, it seems all track suit his driving style, but he it was fantastic to watch and... Yeah, I'm um, definitely looking forward to following his progress for the rest of the year. Uh, you talked about the difference in tyres. So you're running in pro sport. What's the difference of tyre between pro sport and D1NZ? Okay, so in pro sport, we run a 235 radial. That's the widest tyre that we can go, and it has to be a, a radial tyre as opposed to the pro guys who run a 265 wide which is wider and they can go to a semi-slick compound so we run a semi-slick on the front because um, it's significantly more grippy than the radial tyre that we have to run on the rear but they're allowed to run a semi on the back and have it wider so they their cars are a lot faster essentially than ours because of the grip that they can create um, but as I said I mean I can 
wind the wick up on my car and I can bolt a semi-slick on it and it would be capable of being competitive in that class. What do you love about it? The people. Like, hands down, yes, it's, it's cool having a cool race car. Well, I think it's cool. Um, and, you know, being able to go to different tracks around the countryside. But really it is the people. I've done a little bit of rallying, done circuit racing, I've done karting. And I find that the environment and the pits, like obviously I'm, I'll say significantly, but I'm older than most except for probably Bruce Tennant. Um And, yeah, I find that it doesn't matter if you're... Case Phil and Barry's age, or if you're my age, there's room for you in the Devon Bed Championship or drifting, whether it's grassroots or you know, or D1 or you know, um, Matsuri Day. I think you can go to the track, you can fit in. Everyone's very widely accepting of the, you know, the level of your car or your driving ability, and yeah, just no one's got anything to hide. And something like the coolest thing at a competition event is seeing one team, two teams, three teams all going to a car that's got something wrong with it to help get them back out on the track. And that that excites me. You know, like when when you've got V8 supercars or Formula One or, you know, any of those kind of motorsports that I very much compare ourselves to on the world scene, um, they would, I don't know whether they would, They'd go and put a fire out, of course. <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah. But, but if there was a, if it was the difference between presently winning or losing, yeah. um, they'd just stand there with arms folded, whereas we like to do our winning on the track. And, you know, one thing that Mad Mike said that resonates with me is, um, you know, it's not a competition sport. It's a spectator sport. We want to get out there. We want to put on a show. You know, we spend hours and hours in the shed and we just want to be out there, and we want to hear the crowd cheering over our cars. Yeah, it is. Um, are you are you travelling to the new Kohatu Park uh, for the second round? Yeah, absolutely. We're committed to the whole D1D Championship this year. Um, very much looking forward to a new custom track. You know, supporting some racing and uh, some drifting in the South Island. Um, you know, they've put a huge amount of effort in. Um, it's been great watching that um, that track develop down there. It's very similar looking in my eyes to the layout at Bay Park, which um, I really like. Um, we had our best results at Bay Park last year. So you can't wait to get you know, out of the North Island into the South, have a ride on the ferry and go and have some fun yeah, with the guys. I think we're all praying the ferry works though, right? The ferry's going. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, so, okay, so people uh, that watch D1NZ live on Sky Sport, Repco D1NZ, uh, what car is yours again? It is a what? So I have got the yellow NTF Finance Cambridge S13. All right, mate. Ray, it's always good to chat with you and uh, go get them and I'll, I'll see you in Kahatu, mate. Mate, look forward to it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for the opportunity. You're more than welcome. 10.46 on SNZ. That was Rody Knowles. Yep, he's a drifter in the pro sport. Tyres make all the difference, and so does qualifying as well. Get your qualifying right, you do okay. Uh, stay with us here on SENZ.